What's up, everybody? My name is Jamar Jabari. Once again, you are tuning into the Jabari podcast. Everybody that's listening in, um, um, I'm going to repeat throughout the, the podcast, but if you have any comments, um, definitely um, leave uh, any questions, anything you have on the, in the comment link. Um, we're going to talk about a few different topics. And I'm here with my comrade, who a comrade that I just met that's from uh, uh, the PSL, as I am also a member of the PSL in Connecticut, and uh, he's a part of the PSL in New Jersey. His name is Comrade Perez. Um, you know, just give yourself a quick introduction so anybody that, that want to know more information about you. And you, he, I, I met him on IG. He has a great IG page, very knowledgeable. Um, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you so much, Comrade, for inviting me to your to your show. Um, you. uh, my, my name is Comrade Perez. Um, on Instagram, I'm the socialist accountant. Um, I'm former part of the, the PSL branch in New Jersey. Uh, I'm originally from the Bronx, New York, but right now I'm living in um, New Jersey. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time out on this Monday to uh, talk to me and you know, rap about some things that's going on in the world. And a few, one thing I want to talk about real quick is like uh, one thing in the PSL that we, uh, we always talk about victory day. And uh, yesterday was victory day. Um, and victory day. And um, there's a lot, there's a lot of, which is where we talk about what we learning. Your audio is cutting off a little bit, comrade. Oh, yeah, now it's better. We get closer to the mic, I think. Yeah, oh, okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you perfect now. Okay, so I was saying that the, the misconception, sadly, is that they that we're taught here that Americans um, help stop the Nazis and they just keep like. Ignoring the fact that the USSR had a huge role in it, which is why they celebrate Victory Day today. Yeah, that's why still repping. <laughs> yeah, it's all we all form. I mean, from school, from as you start learning more, the indoctrination starts, uh, and it starts so so early as it with 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 cartoons, right? So. With cartoons, they indoctrinate us that the Americans always are uh, to save the world. The Americans are always the good guy. And if the Americans are somehow the bad guy, it's just, you know, one one or two. But 
at the end of the day, you know, the indoctrination is that, you know, U.S. Um, is always the good guy. And if, you know, the problem is that they try to infuse it with historical amnesia. So right. meaning that, you know, whatever happened yesterday is, is forgotten, is rewritten, and is easily manipulated um, with, with subtle messages from, you know, what they write on our textbooks, what they show us in movies, what they show us in, 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 in cartoons and every, and whatever you consume to even entertain yourself with video games or everything, you know, if it wasn't for, for the Soviet union, um, you know, who knows what, where we, where we would be right now because, um, Germany, I mean, Germany learned what they learned was, from the U.S., they learn it, you know, their their terror, their 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 methods. They learn it from things that you know were done in slavery. And this is documented. Hitler yeah. talks about this. The Nazis talk about the influence of the credit of the um, Confederacy, of how they added that into the doctrine. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's 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 crazy to now. The Soviet Union lost 20 million, you know, comrades uh, fighting against against Germany. Yeah. And and somehow, you know, the manipulation has been so big that a lot of people think that if it wasn't for the U.S., they were never one. The U.S. only came at only at the end, you know, yeah. after we got bombed. And and you know, Stalin was asking, you know, the president to open another front. And he only did so at the end. And um, most of the scientists that you know that that were in you know in Nazi Germany, um, they they immigrated and you know to, to the U.S. and they you know they became great scientists here in the U.S. And they continue their you know their works. Um, if it wasn't for the Soviet Union, um, God knows what would have happened with Latin America. What would have happened with you know Africa with Asia? Because um, they was bound to to spread you know that white supremacy to to the fullest. Right, right. And now we see that now after the Soviet Union unfortunately fell in the late nineties because of a coup. Um, do you? So the the, the question I, I I pose and want to have people talk about is this ideology ideology of uh, white supremacy, of uh, neo-Nazism, is it still prevalent today? And where should we like focus to, to understand where it's at so we can build awareness to snuff it out? Because you need to snuff this out. You cannot have neo-Nazis walking around building government and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, that the just like just like you can't you you know you can't kill the 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 ideas of 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 fraternity and solidarity and, and, and socialism it's it's been hard to kill the 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 idea of you know white supremacists um you can see that in latin america we try to move the tides towards the left towards communism towards socialism and at the same time you know 
the, the reason why it's going is because we're trying to get away from neoliberalism. But in some in some way, the the right is trying to get away with neoliberalism, neoliberalism, but they fight that with individualism, and and in a sense with um, with 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 white supremacy. So we we can we're seeing that what's happening in Spain right now. We see that what's happening in in, in the UK. We see that what's happening in Europe right now. So there that uh, the the system, the capitalist system, is 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 in decline right now so you you can either do two things you either say i save myself or you say you know we have to build something better with solidarity so let's all come together so it's those two mindsets between you know the the individual you know it's all about me and, and all about solidarity and it looks like because culturally you know people from asia are more family oriented people from latin america are more family oriented People from Africa are more family oriented, and you know, grow up uh, tight knit, help each other out. And you know, those people from those countries wanna are more prone or lean towards more, you know, uh, a socialist. But then um, the the ruling class comes in, and it's the same scenario. And you know, they do it over and over again. Um, this is documented. This is proven. This is CIA whistleblowers and um, it looks like the only the only the people that look into this are the Marxists, the Leninists, the the communists that read history and see the patterns that you know in the seventies, the eighties, you know, and, and 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 for you know for quite a while that they do you know they, they stabilize us and they don't let us you know come about. Right, right, and and that's a. That, that's a big deal to note that they do that because they know what's going to happen if they allow working class movements to grow because it, it just snuffs out the oligarchs every time. And, and it snuffs out that, that late stage capitalism, that, that growth of sustaining capitalism. Um, and it gives more power to the working class. Like we see Venezuela and the situation that's happening there, compared and contrast to the situation of what's going on in, in uh, Colombia, we're 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 saying that look, like you were talking about, which is actually facts that the CIA has hands and ties. I mean, freaking Juan Juan Guaido just came out of nowhere. It was like, hey guys, I'm the president of Venezuela. After he started talking to his CIA friends, <laughs> and now you look over. In Colombia, and you see people online saying, "Oh, it's the Chavistas that are causing things in Colombia." Yeah, that's a that's a a great point. I mean, they want to put us as just to to link the Soviet Union. You know, um, if you see the movie, um, what's the movie with uh, Rocky, Rocky Balboa, when he's fighting the comrade? Oh, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, that dude said if he dies, yeah. he dies. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he was yeah, so, <laughs> so they put us as they put they has always put communists as kind of like boogie monsters, more than monsters, like Jason and Freddie up there, like your soul like like example. Fred Jason, right? He's a monster. A lot of people will try to kill him, but they can't kill him. Mm-hmm. 
right? So they put communists just kind of the same thing. Like you can't really kill a communist. So in order to who who can kill communists? An American CIA, you know, or an American Marine, an American Army. You know, that's the only one that can kill a communist. And it's okay because these people are monsters. They always put us as monsters. And, they, you know, they do that. Then if you see, if you play the video games, who are the bad guys? Like the Russians. So if you if you see the movies, who are always the bad guys? You know, the uh, Russians. Either the Russians or the blacks. <laughs> the Latinos. <laughs> yeah, look. That's a good point. That you know, we, we, always the bad guy. You don't. You you rarely see like a movie. Like, uh, I think I think you're into comics as well. But yeah, I, I I couldn't understand when I was like nine years old why why my favorite X Men was actually Bishop, and it was because he was like the only minority. I mean, they, you had Storm there, and mm-hmm. you, you know, you know, everyone else is there. You had Colossus, you know, come. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, they don't really make movies or 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 depict us as you know as the heroes. Like like you see that in cartoons, you see that in movies. Like this this uh, African American or this uh, this Asian uh, brother or sister as as like the the hero. You don't really see that, and I don't think that Americans ha- know the impact. That they have, meaning working class, because of course Hollywood knows the impact that they have, and the CIA knows the impact that they have, but they kind of control the media in other countries as well. They yeah. own all the cable, uh, all the cable stations indirectly, not directly. They own it indirectly. Yeah. The, through 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 shell companies, through either um, through stocks, through many different ways but and then they the the, the propaganda starts you know even in a, in in a, in a country that doesn't speak english because everything is translated all those shows that we watch here other people watching as well in other countries so the propaganda it's it's everything you can you name it they, it's it's being translated and it's the american way of life yeah and you start you basically start seeing like a, a pattern um, where it's like whenever they talk about a country that you know it's brown or black, they like to majority of time bring in white passing uh, quote unquote citizens of that country to enforce their interests. You would never see them go on the streets and talk to a Chavista, for instance go into a community where there are Chavistas and ask them, hey, what do you think about what's going on in Venezuela? Because they would tell them straight up, oh, how about you stop with the U.S. involvement with sanctions and stealing our oil with Sitco? How about you stop that? They will tell them straight up. Yeah. You yeah they don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. <laughs> and that's, that's, what I, that's the example I give people all the time. Like, Why are they all white passing? That say they are pro um, regime change, for instance, in Venezuela. Why are they all white passing? Why don't they go to brown people or black people in Venezuela? <laughs> oh, you have to, you know, due to slavery. Um, that's that's 
who this is not from now. This is not this has evolved. Right. So who are the masters, you know? It's it's you know, the great 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 grandfather, you know, you know, you sometimes you, you guys are you know the 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 white settlers from here and from over here, they're you know, they're connected. And you know, that wealth gets passed on generation to generation. So, you know, if you look at countries like, you know, Dominica or even Haiti, you know, or any any other, you know, African descent countries, sometimes the president is 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 white. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's white. It's 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 like a ninety seven percent, you know, black country and then who who's the ruling class? They're all light skinned. Right. Like South Africa just started getting black presidents. Yeah. <laughs> Just started, <laughs> and then you know, and then the indoctrination of of, of self hate and self mistrust, you know, because the reason that's why they want to crush, they want to crush, you know, socialists so bad because you know, as if you are a socialist or if you are a communist, you you shouldn't care about you know what you only should be care about is how that person treats you, you know. That's it. Don't, right. don't care about your skin color, you know. Right. You you what 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 is what is that? How what that that you're you're white, that you're you're that you're 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 brown. What doesn't what, what does that do have to do with me? What what you know? You you could probably you know I probably fight you or something for some for some stupid shit. You know? <laughs> I could crush you. I don't know. No, you can't. <laughs> I always put this is not for kids. Because <laughs> we have some crazy conversations out here. But no, it's 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 true. And like I like how you talk about like with socialists and communists, we don't really care about like what race you are. And because identity politics is used to uphold white supremacist doctrine as well, too. Um, which is a very important thing of what like I try to talk to people about here and what we all try to talk to people about here, honestly, um, just don't just get excited when someone is gay running. Look at what they are for. Yeah. They can be gay and be against black people, gay black people, trans black people. <laughs> yeah. All people of color that are queer just passing laws to suppress them while being gay. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean most the way I say is well all right, I say all right, what 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 race are you? Right, are you white? In high school or middle school, who do you or whatever, who do you fought the most? You probably fought your own your own your own your own kind. Yeah. So yeah. it's a, it's or who who are you most likely to to all right, to get shot by it. it's your own kind because you're probably you know your neighbors or whatever or you you probably socialize or you know you go to different bars or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if you you know as a socialist, you know you have to you have to treat people the way you want to be treated, right? You know, right? You can't have that. I you can't go with that identity politics. Because if it, if it was because of that, I, I can't just go say, 
or Venezuelans, then I'm cool with Juan Guaido. Hell no, <laughs> I have no interest. Yeah, I have more interest with some with somebody, you know, a communist comrade in in in, in India that I I don't understand his language, but if if I understand that he's he, he's 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 for a better world and he's he has that class consciousness, mm. you know, we are on the same page. Mm. Yeah, man, class consciousness is such a big deal. Like Chase said, we we have there's no borders in the working class, none. And yeah, everything yeah. is what they need. Yeah. yeah, the concept, the concept, that's a, it's a, I see it as a, the, the concept of a, of a country to some sense, uh, it's relatively, I don't, I see it as a, as a bourgeois, you know, concept, you know, just because I was born in this section of the world mm-hmm. to me this, or it makes me stronger or faster or smarter that it has no scientific, you know, evidence or there's nothing i could you know you could be born that's why you know us as monsters you know internationalism is so strong because at the end of the day we live in one world you know and we yeah. have to use the resources of this planet it's the only planet that we have yeah. to, to help like to help each other so yeah. if you have a better life i don't even know you mm-hmm. i cannot care about you but if you have a better life and you, your needs are met and that benefits me because that means that you won't be in competition. You won't break into my house or mm-hmm. you won't try to, you know, you know, if you're good, then I'm good too. If you're not good, those people that are not good are, you know, going to want to, uh, you know, try to be good and do whatever is necessary. Yep. Yep. And, and, and like when you look at instance, like societies like Cuba, which is why I'm so glad that a lot of people are, that, well, people that I have had conversations with where five years ago, they would be like, oh, Cuba's crazy. And now they're like, dude, I didn't know this. Cubans have doctors all over the world. What? They only have to pay like a percentage of their, uh, to, to the rent, like a percentage of, of their uh, income goes to the rent, like 10% or something like that. I didn't know that. Like, how? How is this possible? And it's like, dude, imagine if that was here. This is why we fight for it. Because we deserve free health care. We deserve um, housing. Housing is a human right. Imagine if you had that. You wouldn't be... We, the crime rate the, the crime rate itself here, what crime is, literally will have to be reevaluated. Like, the police department, all this stuff, like, will have to be reevaluated to, like, a system that actually works. You know what I mean? But it's just... That's why I, that's why they try to demonize Cuba and make Cuba look like the enemy, and Cuba has to cut itself off so they don't get like corrupt in their own government. But it, I, it's slowly coming. I can see that. We we people like to you know we like to hear stories. You know since. Uh, before of time, before our time, you know, we didn't have TV, and so you know they had mm-hmm. storytellers going from town to town and, and entertainers, right? Mm-hmm. So story is about a, is a big part of culture, and I'll say that almost every culture in the in, in the planet. So Cuba, it's a bad example for the whole world. I say that because. When, when you're telling a story 
you know, you can say a story in 10 minutes and 20 minutes, or you can write a book and it's a seven minute, but you just put, you know, this process took a hundred years. This process took 200 years, yeah. but you don't see the magnitude of what those people fought for, for how long right. and the resistance is not grasped enough. Cuba has been fighting for 60 years. Yeah. That 60 years, right? And and that seems like an eternity. And Cuba, it is so difficult to do what they're doing. Because yeah. it's like if you want to put it at a, at a smaller level, it's like telling your family, um, would you guys want to give in to the to the to the neighborhood thug, or would you guys um, are gonna you know have your you know they're gonna cut your electricity, they're gonna you know mess with cut your water off, you know try to isolate your house. It's like you have ten houses in one block, you know. Mm -hmm. The guy with the biggest house says, you know, I control here. You have to do what I say. Mm -hmm. you know, eight houses says, okay, whatever, sir. And one house which is Cuba. And say you know, uh, I'm not I'm not with it. I'm not gonna obey what you're saying. Okay, well, every time you go to the supermarket, no one's gonna sell to you. Every time you go to to the barbershop or any anywhere you want to go in this town, no one's gonna help you out. Mm. So that's, that's what Cuba's doing is extremely difficult mm. to go against you know an empire like that, the big the biggest and the most powerful empire in history. And I say that because of the, the military, the technological advances, the the the, the monetary, monetary, they control the, the the IMF, they control the banks, they control the SWIFT system, which is which is exchange money. Mm -hmm. You know, to to go against the US is a, it's it's an incredible feat. And um Anybody that, that goes against the U.S., we see that um, their people suffer. and But it takes a lot of balls to do that. That's why Cuba, that's why um, Nicaragua, that's why Venezuela is going through what it's going through now. And, you know, we have to be here in the U.S. We have to always support them, always um, be a voice for them, always be in the street and always, you know, try to challenge because the more we talk about it, the more we educate people. Because, you know, um, we have to see ourselves as educators and we have to, you know, put that information out there. That's why, you know, um, this podcast is, is very important because yeah. each one person, um, Thank you, comrade. that person, that person um, can, can reach, you know, you know, you never know who you're impacting. And um, you don't have to see it as, I want to get famous or I want recognition. No, this is our job. job. Your job is to, if you know, you know, you, if you, you're not doing this for, for, for personal gain. Nope. It's, it's everybody's job. If you are awake or, you know, if you know what's going on, then you have to, you have to wake up, wake up our brothers and sisters. Yes. Sisters exactly. internationally. Those are the ones that suffer the most because they're mm -hmm. on the boot of imperialism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is exactly what I talked about last podcast when I had a, a black brother on 
and I was explaining, I'm like, look, man, like he was just talking about what even being a photographer, what photographers have to go through just to be out there and, and supporting the cause and then getting getting like mixed up in like a little arguments with people on the left because they think that you're taking pictures because you're like an informant or something. Or and then if you even catch something with the police doing something, you could get like prosecuted just for having that footage. Like it's a sacrifice. It's it's just in all levels. This is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice me getting up in the morning and talking and just talking to people about revolutionary politics. It's a sacrifice me marching down the street 24-7 and, and with my face out, me being a, an employee of a certain job and they'll be like, oh, what you doing out there? You could lose everything. And yeah. it, it saddens me seeing people that try to join this movement and then they get in their heads and that's what destroys um the progress when you have people getting in their heads thinking that oh well i am the image of the moment or something like no you know sorry you, you don't get that you don't get that angela davis can, can do that <laughs> like, but no no sir who are you <laughs> and why are you trying to prop yourself up on oppression why are you using oppression to prop yourself up like yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a very. I see. I see a lot of people that have come. They call themselves marchers. Mm -hmm. They've been the switch from liberal from liberals to kind of they want to want to switch too fast, and they I see them as, you know, they use they use. You can see it. Maybe I have a good bullshit gauge. <laughs> see what you're doing. You're using you're using people suffering to kind of like prop yourself up to, to you know out of I understand we are all victims of alienation yeah. <laughs> here and it's and it's uh, in this country the U.S. where you don't know your neighbors where you don't really talk to a lot of people and where you know your friends are probably your only like you can count the one or two and then you think you have a lot of friends because you have ten thousand friends but Let's see if you have a flat tire. Let's see how many of those friends go help you out. Right, right. You know, uh, it's not like, you know, other countries where, you know, you grew up, you grew up in a neighborhood and, you know, people know you and, you know, and you have a lot of friends you can count on that, you know, grow up like family members. But, you know, that's a, it's another topic. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's, and it's understanding that this is like, the reason why that people are like this, though, like you can see, it's because of how we were raised in this American culture, where we're more um, idealistic with being um, a powerful individual instead of thinking of a, what can make a powerful community. Exactly. Um, and 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 it's like, you know, I have come, you know, you have you, you you know a few people. I don't even have to explain it. They'll be like, yeah, I just want to be rich and. Be successful, have a nice house, take care of my family. Um, you, they will freak out if when I tell them, like, yo, nobody else in the, the world thinks like that. They just want to have a good job and be able to take care of their family. They don't want to be rich, they just want to live happy. Do you know what that's like to want to be happy and not have a Rolls Royce or a mansion, but just be well off, taken care of? You know, you know that's what a lot of people dream for, it, and there's nothing wrong for that. Well, no, some people tell me, "Oh, they're just sheep, sheep." Like, 
is is sheep mentality just the one to live your life that you only have once like just being comfortable with your family and stuff like that's what people fight for lgbtq people want that and that's what they fight for just to have that you know what i mean like it's it's, it's interesting the american mindset is just too individualistic and i can see why as we as marxists we're just we're the eyeballs we're like oh how about we build our community and you're like what no i'm trying to uh make a billion dollars <laughs> so, oh you want to exploit your community so you can make a million dollars <laughs> that's yeah. what they do <laughs> so my point was that you always have to practice practice uh being humble yes Always be humble, always be grateful, and always be, uh, you know, always pushing for, for, for more. You always have to push for more. But when I say that, I mean it's for a revolution and to build socialism. Mm. Mm. That's deep. So I guess we already answered the, the question of this uh, podcast. Is the white supremacy ideology still around and yes it is it really is and um it's to the point where you got to catch yourself even as a person of color like oh my god am i enabling this by supporting this thinking that this is the right way and that's so scary because you see that in the biden administration right now where like some people talk to me they're like i didn't know that he was going to keep the camps going i voted for him so he could stop the camps. I didn't know he was going to continue to just continue everything that Trump is, was doing. But I'm like, bro, he was doing it before Trump. He was supporting it before Trump. They just had it in different rhetoric, different levels. They weren't just going out and saying, oh, fuck all the Mexicans. They was just trying to be like low-key, like no Latino immigrant is allowed here. No Muslim person is allowed here. Let's move in our politics and not say it out loud. But if, if we're going to say something, we're going to like literally like question. We're going to question that what is our wording so people don't be like, oh, man, oh this is Islamophobic or, or this is like xenophobic. Um, I think that once people realize that, they can actually make the switch over to not depending on the Democratic Party. Uh, what do you what do you think? I think it, it's uh, like I said in the beginning. It's the historical amnesia that they try to uh, uh, feed us, and you know, we study history. It's what we do. We put to a lot, so we see that you know, Obama didn't do anything for us. Clinton's no, so no Democrats has done anything for us. They just lip service. So they're they're. They're members of the same party. What is that party? The ruling class party. So what they do is they play good cop and bad cop. But they're both friends. It's just like wrestling. They're both, they're all friends at the end. They play good cop and bad cop. They're, they're paying. It's like, it's like if, if you and I do our own party, we're both Marxist Leninists. Yeah. (laughs) They're both capitalists. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're both capitalists. It's like if Fidel Castro and Raul Castro yeah. both started a party. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know, the Democrats and Republicans, one talks, but they're the action. What are the actions? 
They both bombed our brothers and sisters in the in the Middle in the Middle East. They both support Israel to what's happening in Gaza. They both they both support the 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 embargoes in, in, in Iran and Cuba and in Venezuela. They both enable it. Just one is more outspoken, but they they both they'll do the same thing. Right. Right. Yep. So I agree. Uh, to get a little bit into into, into the in, in here in the U.S., what they in order to separate us, right? They use a lot of fear. So one day, the Latinos are the boogeymen. They're rapists. They're killers. Another day is the Asians. You know, they say you know whatever the derogatory they have, they have you know the virus or whatever. So they they switch. They pass the ball. And and us as minorities say, well, it's not my turn now. They're not making fun of me, but we unite. You know, when they say, you know, oh, black people this, black people this, or Muslim this, or Asian this, or you know, Latino this, you know, or LGBTQ people this. If we we unite, you know, and say, hey, don't come with that shit here. You know, then things will be much different. And that is literally like why it's so important to have working class solidarity with everyone you know because we unite and stop trying like okay a, a good example from what you're what you're talking about you have uh this guy's problematic but I'll, I'll bring him up as an example uh umar johnson um a lot of black people love him and i'm the one that goes in the room when i'm hearing about it and they're like, yeah, man, you heard what Umar said? I'm like, bro, nah. <laughs> he, he literally went on the breakfast club saying, oh, they're going to sign this bill for trans people, but what about black people? They're going to sign this bill. I'm like, well, black, there's black trans people. But anyway, they're going to sign this bill for Asian people, but what about black people? Like, just totally division rhetoric. But, but it's toxic because no one's ignoring it. Additional people are ignoring it, but a lot of people in my community, especially, are listening to it as if, like, yeah, what about those Asians? And then they they end up becoming the victims of that doctrination that you were talking about. And I mean, when you saw the videos of Asian people being attacked, being attacked, it wasn't just white people; it was black people that were doing it too. And it just. I'm not saying that he fueled that, but I'm just saying that the fact that he said what he said is like encouraging, and it's it's deadly, it's dangerous. So like, we need to like literally like that's that's our job as Marxists, literally call it out as what it is. Like, no, no, stop your rhetoric against China. Stop your rhetoric against Asian people. Like, you need to stop this because it's causing more harm. And we need to show solidarity with them, just like how they will show solidarity with us. And if everyone sees those examples and talk about it like that, like you said, we can look at everything and understand that we need to all come together. And if we all come together, they cannot stop us. That's the whole soul business. If all Middle Eastern people, all Black people, all Asian people, everybody, brown people, Black people, indigenous, aboriginal, aboriginal, First Nation people, if we we all just literally come together instead of just allowing this division, because that's how they work. While they're dividing, like you said, the Democrats and Republicans are 
they're friends <laughs> while they giving out all this division. They get, they have the same donors. Why why is the same number of Golden and Sachs uh, Democrats is the same number of Golden and Sachs Republicans? Why is that? <laughs> like it's it's just bad. And this is like something that I guess we just have to repeat 24-7. 24-7. And I know you get tired of it, Comrade Perez. I know you do. But you keep saying it. And why is that? <laughs> it, it's our it's our job. It's it's our job, and we have to keep explaining it. And um, you see the fruits when someone actually comes after six months, three months, and says, "I didn't like what you were saying," but it was because I never was exposed to it. Mm. And now I'm reading Lenin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> when I when when some people tell me that, it, it feels good. Yeah. I don't like I don't like what you were saying. I didn't like it, but you know, now now I'm reading now I'm looking into this. What do you think about this? You recommend any book? You know, I'd say yo start slow. Uh if you don't like reading, just watch uh uh at Oliver Stone uh on Netflix. Um what's it called? Mm. Uh, I think I have it saved, but yeah you know what you're talking about. Uh Oliver Stone. Let me just Google. Yeah, go ahead. Oliver Stone is a yeah untold history of the United States. Yes, it's yep. a, it's a very it's a good one. I recommend it to people that you know listen to your podcast. It's a it's a nice intro. I'm gonna put that link in. It's a it's kind of long, but it's very informative. Very informative. Mm-hmm. They talk, you know, they, they give. They talk a lot about the, you know, U.S. history, and they, they talk about Soviet. They talk about the U.S. propaganda. They talk about the CIA. Talk it's a lot of good points. Right. It's, you know, it's from an American. You know. Have you have have anybody come after you saying you're a Russian bot or anything? Uh, uh, Russian bot that brings back memories from the Bernie. <laughs> the Bernie yeah. You know, they, that's you when everybody was rushing. Like, I had somebody email my job. It was more about the fact that, you know, they had a disagreement with our, with, with our uh, stance on, um, on, on, on not wanting U.S. involvement within any country when a country is having their own conflicts let them figure out themselves instead of, of course. being pro-U.S. involvement. So, you know, certain countries like Syria come to mind. And so, yeah, they, they, they emailed my uh, my job and they were like, in the rhetoric, they were like, this guy and the people with him are spewing out Russian propaganda. <laughs> And I told I told the dude at the time that was like over me. I was like, yeah, um, maybe he's right because clearly Bridgeport, Connecticut, is outside of Moscow. <laughs> they laugh so hard. I apologize. Their pronouns are they them. They laugh so hard. It was, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, bro, you look crazy when you emailing somebody telling them that it's Russian propaganda, unless that person believes in it too like i think people that believe in that they just should wear like tinfoil 
like you know how in a movie where they had the aliens what, which movie was that people had like like tinfoil on their head it's like the aliens are coming like that's how i see somebody that like <laughs> they crazy theories the crazy ones Yes, and that's how I see r- people that believe in like Russian propaganda and stuff like that. Like they just might as well wear like a tin foil on their head so we can know who they are. But like, let me yeah. talk to you, bro. <laughs> yeah, bring it, bringing it back to Russia. Yeah, uh, you know, there has never been any Russian, you know, troops in the in the U.S. But the other way around, there has been American troops in Russia. You know, yeah, yeah. there was in, in, in nineteen. Uh, 1916 or 1917, I remember. Yes, that was around the time when um, the, the Tsar fell, right? And they were they were forming the USSR. Yes, yes, when it was forming the USSR, then they were having the Civil War. Um, you know, all the France, Britain, right. you know, the empires, they sent uh, troops to go, you know, to go fight the, the, the Bolsheviks. Um, yes. But, you know, they want to make it seem as, you know, they always put out uh, the Soviet Union as the because they were the first socialist yes. country. Yes, and, an example. and they went from zero to 100 real quick. So they became the second most powerful country in the world. So fast. And that's what that's what I'm saying. Like, if you look at how powerful and innovative socialism is in like Cuba or China, for instance, they have bullet trains They like. They are just so good at just evolving. And, like, you know how quick, uh, like, Russia was literally, like, a third-world country. And then around World War II, they're a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's insane. And, and they were invaded by all the oligarch uni- – uh, uh, they were invaded by all the European countries when they first established. So it's like, how did they survive all those invasions? Yeah, that's it. That's – it's, it's a, incredible. It's incredible, yeah. yeah. That's a good word. <laughs> they really should talk about this in schools. But it will give people a perspective of, oh, wait, what? <laughs> because Vladimir Lenin, till this day, is still, like, revered. Everybody loves him. I mean, isn't is is his body, like, preserved in a way and it's, like, in a museum? I think, like, I forgot what they did yes. to his body. Like, yeah. it's like he can't decompose or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did they come up with that? <laughs> and, you know, some people try to make it into race. That's again, as Marxists, we don't, we don't see that. My yeah. comrades, I don't call them white. I don't call nobody white comrade. I don't call them black comrade. Mm-hmm. I don't call them Hispanic comrade. I call mm-hmm. them comrades. Yes, uh, me too. Comrade, comrade, comrade has a, it's a, it's a very special word uh, for me because yes. comrade is, it, it's, let me explain to you a, it's either you're not, you know, you have friends. As com- there was a comrade Judy uh, told me this, and it was very impactful. I always say, you know, shout out to comrade Judy. She said, "We're not friends, right? We're not family. We're comrades." And that hit me because you know your friend is someone you grew up with, and someone you can, uh, you know, rely on. Your family is, you know, your brother, your family, your sister. You guys are family. Your blood. You know, whatever happens. But your comrade, you're together because of your ideological. You know, you're willing to you 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 willing to die for that comrade. Right. You know? Right. So yeah. that's sacrifice. Comrade. comrade comrade has a very strong meaning. Yeah. So 
That's why I don't call anyone a comrade neither. You know what I mean? Like some people will call me a comrade, and I'm I'm like I don't know you yet, man. And it's not even like I'm trying to build a family bond. I'm trying to see like, are you really down to defend the the oppressed people? Are you really down to support and defend oppressed people? Are you are you not someone that's like, bro, like. Oh, I understand that the cop was wrong, but he was fearing for his life. But then you called me a comrade <laughs> last week, yeah. and now you say yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, comrades don't fuck with police, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see, yeah, majority of us out there, like, uh, what are you doing? Get out of here! Fuck the police. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> And, and and a good point to make is that you don't see in Cuba same people saying fuck the police. Because they talk police. about that. And why? Why why do they the, not say fuck the police? The police the police are, you know, they're they're part of the community. They they're 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 not there to repress the people. They, right. they represent the people's interest. And one main thing is that, you know, what are they they're not there to, the police here are here to protect, you know, the white supremacy. And they they spin off of that, you know, right. all the history how they come off, you know, the the you know catching the uh, slaves and stuff like that and policing, you know, mm-hmm. union so, busting. But, yeah, but in Cuba, they're 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 there to protect the people. They are the people, and they are they are part of the revolution as well. Yep. And they say themselves, I, I, I they said, you know, what whatever happens, we 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 we're here to defend. You know, they they talk like they're military. You know, we're here to defend the revolution, and you know, it's beautiful when you see like a, and you know, saying you know, you know, we we we're going through hardships, and it's because of the blockade. If socialism, you know, if they fear socialism so much, right? Why mm-hmm. little country? Why block this little country, right? If socialism is so garbage and so, you know, incompatible, why block it? Why don't let it? You know, do whatever it had to do and let it. Let it dissolve, you know. Exactly. They don't do that. We don't. We don't. The the government doesn't. The government, you know, the government has the blockade because they want to snuff out socialism. They want to. They want to snuff out the country. That's why they. That's why you know. That's why they have the uh, the sanctions in Venezuela. And Venezuela is still a capitalist a capitalist country, but yes, it's ran it's by like a socialist of like a socialist party right now. So they want to like snuff it out. With taking away their resources, taking away their food, taking away uh, certain meds like penicillin and all that stuff like that, you know, they, they, they that's the way they want to show. They were like, "Look, it's not it's not us with the sanctions that's killing these people. It's the government. Even though the sanctions are killing people, and the UN had to admit that. Thank you, UN, for being late. You you guys suck with supporting Middle Eastern people. Let's talk about that. But anyway, it's like they needed. They needed to do something to snuff out the growth of their economy and then blame it on the government so they can hope that the people turn on the government. And then when they turn on the government, they can just go in and and attack. But they can't turn on the government because the people support the government. Yeah, that's the that's the one of the differences between Cuba and Venezuela. Yeah. That does work when you Cut off the the supplies for the normal people because you know the, the because of the indoctrination the apathy grows right so mm-hmm. 
are people that live in certain countries, even here, they say, I don't care about government. I just want, I just want a job. I just want to, you know, go out for ice cream and, you know, buy my little things. And I, I don't care about none of that. So when they see that they don't have toilet paper or they don't have, um, you know, they don't have certain meats, they don't have eggs, you know, or they, you know, you know, they they see the consequences of that. The people go out in the streets and they revolt. Yes. The the, the they try to bribe out hundreds of times the military, mm-hmm. so they can they can take go about on a coup. But what's the difference between what's why has not why hasn't it worked in Cuba and in Venezuela? It's because of class consciousness. And and not and not only the people, the military has class conscience. Yeah. If you if you see how uh, uh, Padrino Lopez, um, um, he's one of the top ranking members in the in the military in Venezuela. Mm-hmm. Um, he 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 clearly points out the U.S. imperialism, and he he says himself they try to bribe him a couple of times, and he says no. Oh fuck, for real? Yeah, I didn't know that. They, they they try to you know Venezuela is the most the richest country the most producing oil more than Saudi Arabia they have right. the, the 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 largest reserve of oil in the world yes they do that's has, why they uh, want it so bad <laughs> Venezuela has so many minerals they they are feeding for Venezuela the global south is not poor yeah Africa is not poor. Latin America is not poor. It's this whole economic system that, according to them, we are poor. That's why you know they destabilize our countries, and then that's why we have to immigrate. You know, they and they just turn it. They they just turn it crazy, and it's it's because you know whoever doesn't bow down, they bomb the, the crap out of them. Yeah, it's happening in Syria. What's happening in in in, in Yemen? Yeah, you know. It's yeah. all over the world, and yeah. we take it as we take it as, oh, that's that's just dumb. No, it's not just dumb. You have to bring in the international internationalism, this class consciousness, and say, hey, you know, denounce, denounce, denounce the wrongdoing everywhere. You know, wherever is happening, because it's all linked. Everything is all linked into into the class war warfare that we're in. It's yes. us versus them, the ruling class. Yes, exactly. The one percent, the ruling class, like it is, and it's, and you know, like some people don't like when I say that, but that's just the harsh reality because we're all working class people and we have so much in common. Once we talk to each other, it's like, okay, what do you want, white man from the south? I just want to have good benefits, take care of my yeah. family. You, it's the same thing. Yeah, well, you sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You sit it's down. Like, sit. That's why you know, our you know our our as revolutionaries we have to we can't back down. You know, somebody says I'm a Republican, I'm a Trump supporter, or something like that. No, you 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 let them lay them down, lay down. What's what's your belief? You know, because they they're working class. How about you know that Trump supporter can say you know what this is all BS, or that Biden supporter or whatever. You know, this is all BS. Um, you know, comrade. Come, I really opened my eyes. I didn't, I, I hated, I hated, you know, the word socialism. But if you take the way, if you don't, don't, during the conversation, don't mention socialism, you'll see that people are saying, wow, what you're saying is sounds very good. And yes, 
and trust my government. And yes, I see all the all the, all the waste that's right. going on. And yes, I see all the I see how they use our military to go overseas and take away their you know if it's Afghanistan, take away their poppy seeds, you know, for you know for heroin. And then I see how they go to Iraq and take their oil, and you know, and I see how they go all over the world and taking and taking and taking, and you know, where does that go? That goes to, to you know, it goes to Europe, it goes to Canada, and it goes to to, to the U.S. Yeah, now we have a pandemic here, not pandemic, epidemic with, with heroin and all stuff. Like now we have an epidemic with opiates, and we went to water. Yeah, the, that's uh, the working class always pays the consequences, but the capitalists are so innovative. You know, that's why we have to always be innovative because the capitalists, what they do is, you know, they get, they get, they bring in the drugs. How do the drugs get in here? How come they know who's El Chapo? Well, where's the Chapo here? Huh? Who who receives all that drugs here? Who's the kingpin here? Yeah. We know who's the kingpin here, but they don't say it. We know it's the CIA that, that helps bring those drugs in here. We know this DEA, the DEA, the uh, Pablo Escobar's son. Uh, I think he was just wrote a, he. No, I don't think he announced that in a book. He says that his father used to work with the DEA. Yeah. No? They they they. There's movies destroy. like that. There's movies out like that. They're talking about. They bring. They destroy. They destroy the community. They keep people. You know that's what the alienation, but it's 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 kind of a solution. You know, you 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 destroy communities, you you lock people up. That's why you know they destroy the black. You know they they destroy the black planters like that, because the black planters were the number one communist organization in the U.S. How were they were talking? They were talking. They were they were they had a lot of class consciousness. They were on point. They were they were they was gonna turn this around. In the U.S., in the belly of the beast, mm. smart, educated black sisters and brothers was out in the streets preaching about you know Marx and Lenin, and you know that's that's you can't have that. And then they they destroyed them. Mm. Yeah, they did. That's why you have to have comrades that are humble, you know, that are not greedy for for self fame or money, you know. We have to be very careful to who we let into our circles, because yeah. you know they the, the they have a lot of data on us, you know our weaknesses. They also have a lot of data, historical data, on how to break us up, how to attack us, how to incarcerate us. When they they they're so good at it that even when they incarcerate us, they make money out of it. Yeah. The prison system make money out of it. it someone this is that's some shit. Time, so beautiful that no matter they're always going to make money off of you. Yeah, yeah, that's the same. That's the same. You know, you got people like Michael Jordan investing in the private prisons and stuff like that, and it's just like, bro, like, like really private prisons? And and like you're saying, they making money because if 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 no one's in those rooms, they make more money. So it's like they got to put some money in those cells. So they don't have to pay all that money. Like it's insane. It's like it's like a business to incarcerate people. This this whole system is is designed based on problems. It's slowing down right now because of COVID, because you don't have people consuming. Mm-hmm. A little bit less problems now. You know this whole system because 
socialism, what it does, it solves problems. Yeah. You know, okay, let's make this so you don't have to work this much. Or let's make this to make this more convenient. Or, you know, let's make this so it can last longer so we have to, we don't have that much waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. You know? yeah. So this whole system is based on perpetual problems. You know, the more problems, all right, because they say, all right, if we don't have problems, then, you know, you can't have money circulating. Instead of just making your money towards solving problems. Yeah. Which you can also do. (laughs) If they took half, not even half, dude, like even 10% of that military budget and allocated towards solving problems here, there will be such a change just off of 10%. I don't even think 5%. Like such a huge change, and it will benefit. It will benefit their economy. It'll stimulate their economy. Like, I mean, I mean, we see it in the pandemic. People for years were telling me we don't have money for this, we don't have money for that, but they were able to give us our stimulus checks, and they're like, "Where the hell did that money come?" For years, y'all told me y'all got money for this shit. Joe Rogan, who's the you know everybody knows Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, he's a he's aloof. But I was listening to one of his podcasts where they were talking about homelessness, and he was saying that he always thought there was no money for homelessness. Then he found out that nonprofits that get support from the government, they get like four hundred something million dollars, like every like annually, like stupid money, stupid money. And the, one of the big cases is, I don't know if you heard about it right now, is with New York, where uh, the Blasio's wife had a nonprofit, and she was given, like, almost a billion to address the crisis in New York. And it was, like, an overtime thing that she had to, like, do it. Lord behold, people are still homeless. And they're like, dude, what did you do with the money? <laughs> well, well, it's those... <laughs> Again, capitalism creates its own, its own, its own, you know, its own perpetual problems. If they were to solve, you know, that problem of homelessness, which is easy, right? So easy. <laughs> all those organizations would would be left without jobs. There'll be a lot of, you know, lawyers left without jobs. Right. You know, this whole system is based on, you know, sometimes they want to pass laws and like, wait a minute. We passed laws. We have we, this year. We have forty thousand. Um, st- one of my professors gave me this. Uh, this is all right. If you were able to make uh, such a uh, accounting law to to benefit, would you do it? But you have to. If you if you would make it easier, you have to know that every year you have forty thousand. You know, lawyers or accountants graduating. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the reasons why they don't make things easier. Because, you know, sometimes they want to keep people employed and make things more, you know, uh, confusing. You know, the system is not based on to, to, to solve problems. Right. And the, and the thing is, like, even even and the thing is, like, they can flip their positions, too, if they were to solve problems, you know, like in Cuba, they have doctors check in to see, like, while they go visit somebody, they're like, oh, I noticed that streetlight is out. Let me add a note and let people know that the street light is off so they can fix it. Like, there's things that you can, like, 
have people do. Like the government can hire people just to make sure that everything is up to date in the community. For instance, like there's just so much they can do, but they don't want to do that. They want to do the reverse thing, like what you're saying. It's like, well, who's going to who's going to be able to like help solve poverty if if we actually put all this money to solving poverty? <laughs> we want to keep people in poverty. Oh. We're, the the biggest thing Democrats always say we're job creators we create jobs. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, as as you know, the foundation of of, of, of communism is everybody needs to work, yeah. everybody should work, yeah. but we shouldn't be working you know two jobs or or sixty hours or forty or even forty hours. You know, yeah. we should have a, a system that you know give us time to to actually to actually even teach, 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 teach you know another. Another generation, you know, if you're good at fixing computers or you know you're, you're good at whatever, would it be nice for you to have you know to pass it on to someone else? Yes. And you know, while you whatever whatever you're passionate about, you know, if your needs are met, you know, you have food, you, you know, you have housing, and you can you know do do more with your time because you know life is not about it's not about work, you yeah. know. The system doesn't let you enjoy enjoy life. It's yeah. it's modern slavery. Yeah, you know, in in in, in I, ideally, you know, like a three day three day weekend is just so much better than trying to fight for a two day weekend. You know, like if you if you're able to like just work four days out of the week, you will be so much of a happier person and still allocate money and still be able to do things. That you need to do it to keep your life up, your personal life up. Like that would be so dope if they made that a mandate in America. Yeah. Because we just work our asses off. Like I'm a union guy now, but before I was in the union, like dude, I had no I had to literally like fight to get days off. Like my coworkers would call out whenever they just done and can't take enough, like working <laughs> in the catering business. Like especially the kid, there was no like, oh, this is your day off in the schedule. It was like work, 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 work. <laughs> and you're just like, oh God, <laughs> I'm trying to enjoy at least five hours before I go in, and you just feel so miserable. So it's just yeah. Like, and even if you're, you know, <laughs> oh, what I was gonna say, I blanked out. Sorry about that. No problem. Oh, you mentioned, you mentioned, uh, so we just had, you know, obviously it was May 1st, May Day. So that started, you know, you, you mentioned, uh, the, the two, two day, uh, two days off weekdays. Um, you know, some people are fighting for three, but before if it wasn't thanks to our comrade, which started, you know, workers, they started here in the U S mm-hmm. in Chicago. Now it has gone. It's international. Is and guess who doesn't celebrate May first? The U.S. What they did to them, to those, you know, to the comrades were organizing that. They shot them. They they shot them yeah. or hanged them. I don't remember quite well, but I know they killed them. It was a factory, right? Yeah. yeah so, man. so they were they were you know thank thank. You know, the struggle is not like this. The struggle is up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Us as revolutionary has to keep it, keep it moving, keep it moving. So our goal is to you know start socialism, and are uh, headed towards communism. 
Right. Um, and, so you know, it's not a utopian it. idea. Like people always tell us this. Like I don't know if someone told you this, but people would tell me like, "Oh, you have a utopian idea," and I'm like, "How the hell is that utopian? How? <laughs> like yeah, that's the hardest no thing ever." <laughs> it's not. No, it's 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 not like we're gonna live in a society where you know. I'm not. You're gonna. You're not. There's gonna people. You always not. This. It's not like you're gonna like everybody. You're gonna dislike people. You know. You're gonna have. You're gonna have problems. You know. It's it's just a society where you don't have to. You know. Every morning, punch your pillow and be like, oh, I "Fucking hate this job." You know. You know. You can. It's, it's something you can take. You know. It's something that you know. You can do. It's something reasonable. You know. If somebody's working. Whatever they're doing, I think any job, if you're working 20, 20 hours or 25, I think that's, you know, you, you have the the rest of your day or the rest of, you know, your hours to, you know, to do as you please. You be like, oh, that's, this is fine. This is something I can handle. But, some, you know, if you're working something that you wake up, then um, you just have to come back from, from work, feed yourself, take a shower one hour and just cleaning your house and then going back again it's it's like miserable it's, yeah you feel miserable no matter you know even if you're even if you're you're making okay a little bit more money than you're doing on the same day and what you retire and you die what kind of system is that what kind of life is that and even and, if you're making good money and you're working that damn hard you don't even have time to enjoy that money exactly <laughs> you can't even enjoy it so yeah, you, you have a, <laughs> you have a week or two weeks off, and you know, and that's it. And you know, um, you you buy things uh, to, you know, to again the division. I have this, I have that. It, it is a division. But you know, even if you are getting paid a little bit better, you're still you're still a worker. You're right. still getting exploited. You just have more more freedom. A little bit of freedom to do with you know a little bit of money more money to to what get get a better car get a better but that doesn't bring happiness that does not bring happiness no. get a better car get a more expensive clothes or, or whatever makes you happy uh, you or think that makes you temporarily happy because yeah. uh, that's that's the problem uh, with people that have a lot of money that. Uh, they get a lot of fake friends. <laughs> they get uh, they get a lifestyle that uh, they want to impress other people, and they just want more and more and more. And because they feel empty, and they they realize that. Um, I see a lot of famous people say money doesn't buy happiness, and, and I think if you're humble enough, you'll know that. You know, no, you should know that, and you should appreciate. You know, a good friends, a good companionship. Um, the good comrades, the, the the simple things in life, and try to live it, and um, and try to push for so other people can 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 have those moments with their with their loved ones and have more time um, with the, with their families and friends and not living a life you know just working and working and working and working. And if you know, I think if you think about the good times in in your life, is it's not it's mostly maybe I'll say it's good. It's with a group of people laughing and having a good time. Yeah. Well, Comrade Perez, um, we're definitely, uh, you know, we can talk about a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, we talked about <laughs> But, you know, let's end it here. I uh, definitely want to have you come back on and add more people, have a discussion and stuff. Like, that would be so freaking dope, man. 
Um, I think we we covered a lot of different things, and I I know that a lot of people that are going to hear this is definitely going to have something to come out of this. Um, so definitely thank you so much, bro, for taking the time out on a freaking Monday <laughs> <laughs> as at nighttime and, and and just giving out like that good working class conscious uh, message that you do all the damn time. Like I, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for having this time with me, man, and definitely see you again brother um, it was it was nice nice chatting with a comrade and um thank you for what you're doing uh keep doing it and please please bottom of my heart encourage others to do the same because us as marshals leninists we have to create other leaders and create you know and i get this message from 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 bangladesh from venezuela from cuba they say mm-hmm. thank you so much for being a voice so um, you, I, I encourage everybody to be a voice. What's happening in Palestine, what's happening in Colombia, you know, please repost, please talk about it, please post about it, please educate yourself about it and spread it. Um, yeah. Doesn't matter if you have five followers, doesn't matter if you have a thousand, you have to keep pushing. Um, that's, our, that's our job. Uh, Even with you five, you could still reach a lot of people because they'll, they'll share it to somebody else. <laughs> still do it. Uh, thank you so much, Comrade Perez, and you have a really good night. Likewise, Comrade. Take care. Collectively transforming community. Peace in our human family. Volume and unity. Divine light shining individually. Collectively transforming community. Peace in our human family. As above, so below, feel the pain in my soul, the rep he'll dissolve. Organized, no matter the cost, politicians starts wars, they don't fight, they sit in the poor. And nothing lasts forever as long as we stay together, give hell to the masses, watch the unity rapture. This is for the kids and the culture, it's one love, one growth, one light, light warriors.